welcome to Portal to Ascension Radio. This is Neil Gore, your host, and you are here, part of this fractal nature of the universe where Portal to Ascension Radio goes out into the cosmos through the radio waves, through the ethers, and then reflects back in order to create a beautiful body embodiment of abundance and joy and energy on planet Earth. And you are now part of Portal to Ascension Radio, and I want to thank all of you so much for joining in today. Now, I want to ask you, have you heard about the hybridization program? So that is what today is about partially because our guest, Geraldine Orosoko, actually is a human hybrid extraterrestrial and has information that she has downloaded and connected to on the biochemistry of the human soul and our DNA, some advanced cosmic etheric science that seems to only being starting to being understood right now. And she got this experiences through the fact that she has you know, connected to the hybrid program. So what is the hybrid program? If you've heard, you know, you might have seen a lot of, I'm sure you've seen a lot of extraterrestrial movies that have implied on it in some way, especially government-based abduction movies that are ciphering or taking DNA or doing something or even the anal probe kind of gray alien movies and TV shows or stories even. What these are really implying is that there's some sort of experimentation going on, that these beings, and in a lot of instances depicted as greys, are taking DNA from humans and using that in order to do something. So the human hybridization program information has been out for quite some time where people are saying they know exactly what they're doing and that there are multiple hybridization programs. And there's three distinct ones that are all um, connected to the greys in some way and also connected to the Esasani, who are the beings that Daryl Anka um, connects to. And that these um, beings, these hybrids, are our offspring, so to speak, because they have a DNA been extracted from us and hybridized with the beings that have taken them, whether they're mantis beings, whether they're reptilian-type beings, whether they're gray beings. And they've taken this, and they have created a new species in order to do what? in order to incarnate into themselves or to have other souls come into these bodies to have experiences and utilizing these new bodies, these new body suits have different potential than the bodies of the creators that, that the bodies of the creators have certain limitations because of the bio makeup. And that's a whole other story really about why that is. And then they are using these, um, you know, bodies in order to create certain emotions and human experiences so that they can transcend and learn specific experiences that really need to occur and need to happen so that they can move on to higher octaves of existence, higher planes of existence, or call it an ascension. So this is what the hybridization program is. And Geraldine Orosoko has actually been on our website um, on Portal to Ascension and done a presentation on the human hybridization program in December 2020. You can go there right now, go to Portal Ascension, go to past events, you can sign up for it. And you can also sign up and watch thousands of hours of other presentations. And if you like to support us and you really like what we're doing, you want us to bring out more content, we're doing all so many events all the time. I know the last few podcasts, I didn't even mention all the events going on, but many, many events. Go to portalascension.org, check out all our events right there, and you know, join and be a part of them. And if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash portal to ascension and on Facebook, facebook.com slash portal to ascension. And you can sign up and you can join my page, my Instagram page at Instagram, uh, M C underscore resonance. That's M as in Mary C as in cat underscore resonance. You can join me there and check out my conscious hip hop that I'm going to be doing and showing you after the next, after the guest today and that I do every single 
podcast right at the end, a different spoken word piece, and then also updates on the stories on Portal to Ascension. So let's get in it, into it, guys. Let's talk to Geraldine Orozco, interviewed by Alan Steinfeld. Geraldine, um, start your mic, and um, we can cover so many aspects of your teaching. I just want to give a brief introduction that um, from what I've known of you, which is just only recently we really connected and there's so much coming through you. There's so much downloads of higher knowledge and ET knowledge, if we want to call it ET, because they're really an aspect of our own greater mind. And I think, you know, you do your 30 day challenge on your YouTube, you're in the middle of that, but you're giving us tools. And these are practical tools for awakening. It's not just talk. And the other thing I really like about you is that you're living you're living your truth. You're living the reality that you are teaching other people. So do you want to just start off with, you know, sort of who you were? You were sort of a normal person in the, in the real world. Not that that was the real. I think this is more the real world. But um, unless you had a presentation, I'll just ask you some questions. Or, or what would you like to do? Because I want to just introduce your teaching. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I do have a presentation, but we can either do it in talk form or I can present that. Um, so just uh, really uh, briefly to talk about my background, you know, I, I was an event planner for over 10 years, moved, in, moved into that from the corporate world in telecom, and then started my own business. And alongside of that, I decided to start teaching meditation. And I, it turned into another side business of corporate meditation and private meditation. And during that time, I became certified in pranic healing, quantum energy healing, qigong. I just started to get very interested in these healing modalities and, you know, in-depth understanding of what meditation actually was. Um, so that was my first entry into this world, into this world of the spiritual, spiritual work. But then it was became very dramatic, and I think your meditations and your going in. This is what Whitley Strieber said. It was one of my favorite contactees. He says, because he did 50 years of meditation and deep work, the light that he emanated from those deep experiences attracted these beings to him. And also, I would think, I would call him an ambassador. I don't know if he calls himself that, but talk about what happened to you because it's very dramatic. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I had been working deeper into trying to understand who I really was. I, I, I realized there, there was an experience and awareness of disassociation between what my intuitive self and my soul was telling me I was and needed to experience. And there was a disconnect between what internally I was feeling and what I was seeing in the world outside of me. Right. So that really pushed me to go deeper and really question. I've had traumatic experiences where my partner passed away. And that really made me question reality that if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing in this world, why isn't my life this bodic, incredible, unconditionally loving state of being? And so I began to peel the layers of programs and perceptions that I had been adapting 
from my lineages, you know, my, my mother and my father, their, their culture, their religion, everything that we've gone through. And what I found that I was absolutely none of those things. I decided, I began to discover a self that was new to me. I began to understand that, that emotions were more of a tools, temporary tools of experience to help us understand and inform us on what really is happening, which is the embodiment of a huge soul of this this infinite consciousness that is um, a holographic projection in this physical body that we're experiencing temporarily. And so that really shifted everything. And I do believe that it did raise awareness into these realms through that work, where I then found myself in 2013 with that um, experience of being introduced to hybrid kids, hybrid children. And being on board uh, a UFO and then realizing your true mission. Um... I would say as an ambassador of this higher consciousness. And one more thing before you go into your presentation is this idea of this huge soul that we are is in a way beyond extraterrestrials, beyond anything that is out there. The real discovery, the real disclosure and awakening is in the infinite space that's in us. So. Exactly right. And the most powerful part of that is that you begin to realize how you really are a participant, a co-creator of everything that we're experiencing collectively in this world. And that can open a lot of responsibility, it can feel like a lot of responsibility. But at the same time, we begin to understand how to embody free will. So one of my biggest um, I guess you can say missions or purpose in the information that I embody and share is to help people find and understand that free will, how it applies, the functions of it. And so what the presentation I'm going to go into right now is we're going to talk about how holographic DNA stores information and its connection to the hybridization program, which is um, very interesting how we store information, which makes us valuable in that sense. Great. I just want to add one thing when you talk about free will and how everyone's creating reality. I mean, the image that came to me, and I've had it before, but you just activated for me, is as if we're surfing on a wave. And this moment, this reality is like the edge of the wave. So we're not here to sit back and let it all come to us. We are actively surfing reality as as it comes into us, this, this moment is being created with our consciousness right now. It's not being given to us. It's being created from us. And we are actively mm, coming into it. It's coming into us. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's as if we are moving into a new space every moment, every second, the newness of the unknown is impacting us. And what you talk about is getting rid of the old programs to really embrace the unknown, the exactly. unformed. So go ahead. Thanks. For That's that. exactly right. Thank you so much. So I'll just share my screen uh, really quickly mm -hmm. and we are going to get started. Okay. Yes. And um, let me see. Uh, let me just, is it letting you share the screen? Uh, let's see if it is. Uh, let's oh, there, see. there you yeah. go. All right. Great. So um, let me go into presentation mode. There we go. 
Um, all right, so we're talking about holographic DNA, and we're going to start this by looking at what happened in 2013. I had an abduction experience in which I was presented to these six greys um, that took me into their craft and introduced me to all kinds of, of information. They introduced me to mathematical alien language, which uh, helped me understand that the language that they communicate with is actually multidimensional. It's almost as if they are communicating in galaxies, in, in universes in infinities, um, if, if we were to put it in, in a way of uh, explaining it. And they also showed me what the matrix is, these grids of information that are running through the grid of the planetary, uh, you know, uh, Earth, but also are very interconnected to the human body. And I'm going to show you how in just a moment. Now, I was introduced to eight uh, hybrid children, but physically met um, four of these hybrid children. These hybrid children, um, you know, caused an incredible impact within me because I recognized myself in them. And more importantly, I was able to see myself and recall memories of other times that I had been abducted and had been relating and interacting with these children. It was a very interesting and powerful experience. But what I uh, was coming into, um, you know, meeting these children was the question of where did they come from? How did they know, um, you know, who I was? How were they made? How come I didn't remember them? So it really caused this incredible impact where I didn't even know if I should call the police or who should we call when we have such a powerful experience that is informing you that you have children that were made out of your genetic material. And you are now connecting with them. And I had a million questions that flooded my mind as in regards to what my role was with these children. Was I supposed to parent them? Was I supposed to guide them, connect with them? What, what was it all about? So it really took me into a very deep dive of a few years of trying to understand what had happened. As a result of this contact experience, I was activated with the ability of seeing the multidimensional body. And so that very next Monday, when I had my first meditation client, I saw colors, light, shapes, circles, all these lines, attachments in the body. I could feel everything that they were feeling, and I can even see what they were thinking. And so it began to open. It lifted a veil that I did not even know was was um, was there between the physical and the non-physical and it allowed me to have a much deeper understanding of all of the education that i had had with pranic healing with quantum energy healing it started to make sense why things move through the body the meridians the grid lines of energy within the body and that how they interconnect to the much larger picture and so what I uh, began to realize and dive into the information through looking at my own multidimensional body is an understanding of how the soul is connected to the body and why these hybridization programs are occurring. My question was, why was it happening? Who are we? Are we special? Does it make us unique beings that are holding unique information? And so if we look at how the multidimensional body is created, our soul, when it attaches to the body, it actually attaches to two aspects of ourselves. 
One of the layers is the DNA, the ancestral information, which is connected to a 3D human network. It's, it's what you come into when you come into the body, you connect to the layers of the Akashic records, to the astral plane, where your spirit is now embodying into the physical form. And then all of that information is in a sense funneled into this tiny little holographic projection that is your body. And the human body organizes this infinite consciousness into a certain range of frequencies within the body, which we know as the chakra system. But the chakra system is not just limited to these. We have many chakra systems. They're vortices of information, of vibrational frequency that hold on to these networks of information. They are reference points of those vibrational frequencies. And so the human body actually has these, uh, these rings around them of energy and information that are interconnected to a much larger network. Now, what is that larger network? This really made me question the evolution of mankind, how we have evolved. One of the things that was shown to me um, uh, through uh, my hypnosis is that our entire human, a human race is genetically modified from an origin point, um, one origin point within this planetary realm during this dimensional timeline. And if we look historically at where these genetic timelines originated, we have an idea that they are somewhere in the Sumerian area, okay, where the Sumer were. were. And from this point, these, gen these gene codes that were modified at this certain timeline were then spread out, have then evolved from that point out to the different planetary, um, I'm sorry, not planetary, um, the different continents creating different layers of what we now know as our matrix uh, of our world. They, these bloodlines have been heavily preserved with incredible information. And I talk about this in other presentations about how these how the genes are storing information and how they have trickled down into everywhere from Rome, um, you know, down to um, the royal lineages, going all the way down to even our presidential lineages um, that are holding on to this very important information. And so what is it that is within our genes, within the DNA that makes the human so incredibly important? we look at the information that we hold and what we actually store within the organism is massive amounts of information information that is brought down through the mitochondrial bloodline right the mitochondrial information through the dna of aggregate copies of our before ancestors going down for our mother and father's lineage our grandparents going all the way back to our ancestors and we are interconnected in this unseen network of information that makes us one whole global organism. We are all collectively experiencing this human body, but in reality, it's a hologram. And a part of that hologram and what makes this entire holographic structure function is that we are a network that is um, in the three-dimensional plane, the physical plane, but also we are embodied other aspects of ourselves. So we have extraterrestrial aspects of ourselves. Um, you know, the, uh, the timeline, the linear timeline no longer exists. In fact, we are actually this giant uh, sphere almost of information that consists of layers of archetypes that we come into when we come into this three-dimensional plane 
it's a pre-designed archetype layers in which we fall into and experience and we cyclically experience those archetypes throughout this historical timeline that we are continuously reincarnating on this um, on this uh, earth so as a part of this information we also have ranges and fragments of ourselves that are in future aspects of ourselves so for example extraterrestrial much uh, higher intelligence these advanced aspects of ourselves and so what occurred in my case, for example, and what may occur in some of uh, other people's experiences, these contactees, is that when we are undoing these layers of information, when we are peeling away at the programming that is a part of this physical three-dimensional plane, we are going through the layers of the archetypes. We are then met with other fragments of ourselves. We can enter into past life information. We can enter into future selves. And we begin to become in alignment with some of these extraterrestrial DNA aspects. Now, what makes the soul so interesting is that the soul is moving in and out of these timelines. It is interconnected with all of them in simultaneously in this present moment. And whichever one of these fragments is aware and conscious is the one that is creating in that moment. We also have the ability of creating false timelines by imagining or um let's say if you're if you're if you're informing the present moment with fears from the past or fears of the future you're also creating timelines but they are false timelines that are coming from a different intentional reference point so you have the ability of changing your experience and timeline by whatever is being informed in that moment that's why our present moment is so incredibly incredibly important so if we, I just, one, I just want to interrupt, yeah. one, sorry, but if we create a false timeline by fear or fantasy, we no longer have access to the essential soul nature, it seems like, right? That's exactly right, Alan. It's within the present moment. That is all. That is the creative power that we have, actually. The present moment is not just, uh, you know, we, we saw the power of now, the, that book by Eckhart Tolle, but we're taking this to the next level. Our creative power becomes activated when we create presently because you're creating from all truths, wow. not pasts or future possibilities that are not actually present here. And so that's where actually the body, this entire organism is then creating. It's creating a magnetic field within that information, encoded with that information. Great, great. One more question, or you want to take it afterwards, maybe. Someone says, can you talk about the three original bloodlines, or we can take those questions later. Depends what you want. Yeah, um, I, I actually do a whole other presentation on that because it's a very, very uh, complex topic. But uh, to briefly summarize, what, what was shown is that there are three main bloodlines that seeded life on this planet. And they are a combination of uh, vibrational frequencies at different ranges, one being a blue bloodline, which is a Pleiadian bloodline, one being more of a, a reptilian, which um, all of them have um, manage aspects that make up the whole human organism. Okay, the reptilian brain, they were in charge of uh, supplying this kind of information for our system. 
and also another aspect that that is uh, like we can call them builders of a matrix per se. They are the ones that will design the hologram, this construct, which is so heavily compartmentalized, which we come into when we embody this body. When the body is is manifested in the physical here, we are coming into a system, a very organized system of information that knows you better than you know yourself. Okay. So it's like it knows your dreams, your illusions, because all of those things are a product of a very uh, systemic and organized system that was created and to create society, culture, religion, all of those things that make up your belief systems are designed for a purpose. Okay, I know you go into three hours of that or more. So I won't interrupt you to the end of your presentation because I'm really enjoying this. So please. (laughs) Thank you, Alan. Thank you for that question. Great question. And so uh, what what happens to these bodies of information is that what, what we actually look like is we look like these giant layers and overlays of information that are interconnected. Let's say this is the body, but it also interconnects to the planetary grids. Um, and the information that connects us to one, making us one whole organism, are interconnecting some of these layers. So we have the ability of accessing Akashic information. We have the ability of accessing the higher soul through this physical body. And so that makes this body an incredible record of information. That means that within the body, we are holding the historic timeline of this planet and the universe, in fact, because we are holding uh, on a molecular level, uh, stardust, as they say, the entire body is made up of this information that surrounds us. Now, how that information is encoded in the body is incredibly important because we are this made out of these chemical compounds. And of course, you know them as nucleotides. And they tell your body what kind of molecules to make. And so this, this massive storage system, which Silicon Valley right now is trying, to, is trying to replicate because we are running out of storage space, right? And so this is what happens. Our entire planetary grid is, has, has entered information age where we are overwhelmed with incredible amounts of information. But the human body functions the exact same way. We are storing that information and the entire human body has the ability of of storing programs, correcting and changing those programs as well. And so all of the programs that we're holding within the body are creating a vibrational magnetic field that will be a match to every experience that you have. There is a Dr. Garyev from uh, Russia that studies really in depth how these DNA codes store information. He talks about the utilization of DNA codon sequences using modulated laser light to reprogram the DNA from their dis- from their um, from their discovered grammatical uh, syntax. So the language of DNA they were used to create and modify by adding semantics or meaning to that through a carrier wave. And so this reprograms in vivo the DNA in living organisms by using the correct uh, resonant frequencies of DNA. The most impressive discovery made so far is that the spoken language can be modified to the carrier wave in the same reprogramming effects. So our own DNA can simply be reprogrammed by the human speech utilizing the carrier frequency. And so this is how DNA is reprogrammed from this sense. So the DNA functions in a way that correlates with this holographic projection because in reality, it's more of a holographic projection. 
And so the DNA projects a blueprint for the organism that is translated from the electrodynamic to the molecular level. When we look at the DNA, it functions more like a biocomputer, like a massive biocomputer, and um, it reads and writes the genetic code constantly. And so we look at how, for example, epigenetics, uh, the study of epigenetics over the past 20 years informs our environment, informs the DNA and what it is going to write, our emotions, what we're speaking, our intention, everything, our environment, what we're eating is literally feeding information into that code and changing it which is why we have become so heavily um, manipulated in a sense by our unconscious mind. When we are unconscious of the choices that we're making, we are, we are storing in the information um, things that take the body out of balance completely. So we can be eating junk food, taking in bad emotions, all these heavy, heavy emotions that are stored within the body, literally. And later on, they crystallize into the body into a more heavy thing. They can turn into illnesses and disease. A little more on that in just a second. Now, how is it that this um, DNA is holographic? If you look at this um, molecular level, of the body. It is actually oscillating to create these toroidal fields that create these magnetic fields of information that are intercommunicating with one another. So we are one entire network of, inter of information. And each one of these gene codes are holding on to that vibrational frequency of information. It's a magnetic resonance. And so all of the information that's within the gene code is made up of everything that you've experienced. But what we know in our modern day science is that there is a bunch of junk DNA, the dark DNA, right? That we have yet to discover. Now it's my belief that within this dark DNA is actually all that information that I showed you in that grid of point of reference points, that is what is encoded in that dark DNA. And we have yet to understand how to read it. But what we're learning is that in that code, we are much more interconnected. It literally is an expression of how we are one whole organism. And it holds on to aspects of ourselves that are much higher intelligence, future selves, past selves, all of that is within this information at reach. So when there is hybridization, this is the information that is being utilized to create even further interconnections with other intelligence and um, um, you know, uh, species and beings of information when we talk about. So how is DNA holographic. There was a test done with mice that were sent down uh, mazes. And even though they removed 80% of their brain, they were still able to remember how to go down those mazes. And so what we're understanding is that the body stores information, not just in certain local points of the brain, but in fact, the entire system is remembering and recording information like like a crystal for example we have a crystalline body which holds on to that information and how it communicates is by quantum non-locality so this is how the body is trans uh it's almost like a teleportation of genetic information from one aspect of ourselves to the other and they communicate through this electromagnetic field. We communicate like this internally in the body at the cellular level, and we communicate like this on a much larger level. So our entire human race has the capacity of communicating in this way as well. So this is how telepathy can be activated in the body, 
and uh, remote viewing, for example, because everyone, in a sense, is a projection, is a fragment of our own self, is a mirror of our experience. Now, we look at how the gene code is written, and literally the way that this uh, uh, gene is created is much like we look at language. As a matter of fact, research shows that maybe even the language was mirrored and fashioned as uh, looking at how DNA is written. It's an, uh, codes that are put in a certain order in order to create sound, vibrational frequency, and is encoded with intention as well. So we look at light language, for example. Some people that are tapping into light language, we're tapping into some information that is not that is verbal, and it's also co-creating in a holographic sense information. This is how I also do my healing, uh, is through this kind. A lot of healers utilize this technology within the body. So we just transfix and move some of these codes to create new codes. This is how DNA is written. Just like a sentence is put together in a sequence, we can change the order of those words to change the meaning, and therefore the product will change. And so that's how DNA is being written. Now, what information is stored within the body? We have the nuclear DNA and the mitochondrial DNA. In a, a study of abductees, it was found that the majority of disinformation goes down through the mother's lineage. The mother's lineage is the one that has uh, memory, suppressed memory that begins to arise of contact experiences, abductees that now recall their memories. And usually the mother will be the one to send down this information genetically, which makes it very interesting. In my experience, all the women in my family have had abduction experiences. They have also been a part of the hybridization program. And so we hold that. Men are also part of it. So whether you're a man or a woman, both of you are having that information brought down through the mitochondrial DNA. So what occurs when this uh, uh, genetic uh, modification begins to occur? Um, when there is the union of this meiosis process that occurs of the cell and um, um, you know the the embryo is an explosion of life force energy that is created and it is scientifically proven that in that moment of that uh, the meiosis process where the cells begin to divide there is actually a heat signature that is produced from this now, what's occurring on larger levels, on the metaphysical level, on this levels that are uh, within the quantum field, is that they are almost like these explosions are creating black holes or white holes of information. And within those vortices of information, you see snapshots of the entire universe and that entire grid of interconnection that uh, one human organism has to the whole. So this is what is being encoded into the body. Within that heat signature is being generated uh, a snapshot of the universe that will then produce information for this organism to create. And when they are merging these different kinds of uh, genetic codes, because these children are actually a product of multiple genes. There are reptilians mixed with Pleiadians, mixed with greys, and then mixed with these humanoid type of beings. And so all of that interconnection that is 
is giving you, um, that DNA is giving you a snapshot into the lineages, those pertinent lineages of those species. So the human body is then creating this incredible vortex of information at that time. And this is a, a momentary uh, moment where um, in, in this one second, this frequency is transforming into a liquid form, which forms the DNA, and then into a crystallization, which creates the human body structure. The spinal cord, which is the first one to be created in the body, then feeds information into the rest of the body and the development of the human organism. And so this is how the holographic structure is then formed, almost like an exoskeleton, like this image of the exoskeleton. We are actually forming in that moment of explosion of energy, um, a coding uh, of, of everything that this organism is a part of. And so this is how we are moving through these dimensional layers, just like we're merging from the human aspect of ourselves to the larger aspect of ourselves. Now we look historically at the understanding of the creation of this universe. And within this dimensional timeline that we live in, we, the law of three is the law of creation, okay? And so we are creating from here, manifesting all of the organisms that are a part of what we are. And so these white holes and black holes give and receive information. We are all a part of that, that constant funneling movement even the universe is moving in this way. So our human bodies are storing that information. How vibrational frequency manifests into the body, it's creating these waves of frequency and information that go from high to low, and they organize within the chakra system here. This is what we are made out of. So for example, um, you know, the bone structure, which is a crystal, and I, I know that we are uh, to rush on time. There's so much to talk about. No, no, um, keep going a little. We have, I think, another five minutes. Okay, great. Um, so the crystalline structure of the body is holding on to these informations. But now let's talk about how this relates to uh, abduction, right? So according to Paper Roll, which was conducted in 1991, uh, 3.7 million Americans say that they have been abducted. And so what this helps us understand is that more people than we think are actually in contact with some of these interdimensional beings. And I... Uh, strongly believe that we actually are a product of the hybridization. So the entire human race, therefore, is a product of this hybridization program. The hybridization program is in order to change biologically the body. And here are some ideas as to why they breed with us. But for me, one of the reasons why I think that they breed with us is in order to create these fragmentation, which occurs in the multidimensional body. The soul, the information of the soul is actually what is being, uh, in other words, um, utilized in order to sustain these organisms further into our reality. The hybridization program, the process is insemination, it incubates, then they remove, and then they insert the hybrid within the designated timeline, right? So the hybrid is either coming back into the reincarnation cycle, or it's a part of uh, other agendas that are being carried out, therefore. So uh, this goes into types of uh, insemination that we can talk about later and uh, removals. Um, but really, the most important part of this, and I'll just uh, close, I'll end this slideshow here, um, is that, uh, let me go ahead and go to stop sharing. Okay, so 
So the most important part of that is that the hybridization program is actually utilized to move information. And so what we want to understand is that the human has the ability to embody free will by choosing with your vibrational frequency, the timelines that you wish to choose. So you can break these contracts with hybridization. You can break uh, the contracts with these experiences that are lower frequency and design your experience in this moment. Okay. Well, and, um, yeah. what, what you were saying though about the DNA and its um, activation is sort of the groundwork I feel for the ascension process. You know, so as we come online and remove the um, negative programs that have been implanted within the lineages of the DNA, we move closer to light, we move closer to the acceleration of time. And I think you've created a map there. And I think some abductions, like maybe even in your case, maybe in my case, have been an acceleration of the soul's evolution. That's how, that's what I feel. And I, and I think it is on my mother's side. My mother and my grandmother were abductees. What were you going to say though about that? I mean, no, that's exactly right, Alan. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that it's a acceleration, but I do think it's, and it's an awakening. It's a snapshot into our multidimensionality, which becomes available to us by peeling these layers of programming right? So the programming keeps us into the belief that we are just the physical, that we are just feelings, emotions, experiences, but we are absolutely not that. And the more that we bring ourselves into a state of nothing, into the state of neutrality and awareness, we have access to these other definitions that are available to you as an organism. Think of yourself as an organism of consciousness that is mostly non-physical. And right. so these extraterrestrials uh, give us a vision. They give us a snapshot into those, which are fragments of ourselves. They are a projection of our own self, actually. Well, the only thing I would say about, I mean, it kind of stimulates the idea that when we become nothing, we become the soul of creation, which is our ability to feel all of time and all of space. And, the, and we become the multidimensional awareness as we become nothing and everything. I mean, I think that you can look at it either way. So, but we have to give up the identity of who we think we are in order to become who we really are. Um, just one quick question. Someone asked, have you heard of Francis Steiger, Pascal? Talks about starseed, star helpers. Um, no. There, I haven't, no. There's so many people talking about that. We'll be talking to Mary Rodwell later, who's had studies on all these star seeds. And so if you wanted to leave people with a way of activating their true self and tapping into this higher knowledge, give us some closing words if you can. Absolutely. So for the deprogramming of all false beliefs, is what will allow you to come into a state of awareness that transcends the limitations of um, everything that you've defined yourself as. So if you work gently deprogramming all of these things, even your roles as a woman, uh, a man, your roles in society, uh, the product of who you are as religion uh, defines them. If you begin to unpack all of those and really go back to the root of when these thought forms were created, you begin to understand that a lot of them were put into timelines in order to create control. And 
a lot of these very divine and important concepts have been inverted in our society. So mm. it's important that more we come into a state of, of neutrality, we can begin to observe and identify how those things have been inverted in order to begin to correct these things in ourselves. Mm. And the way, the way we respond to things will change, the way that we interact with one another will change. And it just brings you into this ability to utilize and employ the free will that will now no longer feed the systems that are parasitic consciousness in our in our reality here that are causing more harm more suppression more pain to us and suffering is always always a choice so right. that's a choice that we have the right to make at any time right when we know it's a choice i'm glad we have a little more time because we're waiting for our next speaker okay. to show up because there's one question i've been really wanting to ask you and there's some others in the chat here okay so here we are at this moment of evolution this moment of transformation within the social consciousness within the timeline activity what is do you see on the future even though the future is an unknown and yet to be created what's coming down from your perspective where are we going what's the roadmap or the destination not that there is one but what do you see in this visionary way because i can see you are a visionary because you you know you have that opening of those other levels of awareness. So what do you see coming? Well, um, in reality, I, I think that there is no defined direction in which we are. When you get to the highest levels of this information, you understand that everything is working exactly as it should. And because of the law of free will, we can all choose to experience everything we wish to experience. And that's what's occurring here on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Some of us are experiencing, choose, choosing to experience fear, and you know anxiety some of us choose to experience these very high vibrational experiences and begin to dive and explore other realms of possibility mm -hmm. but what the soul has in the av available to them is becoming aware in the present moment here in the physical becoming aware in astral planes becoming aware even in death even in death the moment that we detach from this physical body we have the ability to choose where we are navigating next and all of those choices are not just a conscious choice. They are made by the uh, collection of information that we're storing within the DNA that creates this vibrational frequency. It is defined by that. And so that is actually what's creating. It's your expression. So what we have going forward is completely up to us. We can change what is happening here collectively by um, becoming very clear about ethically, morally, you know, how we wish to experience this physical plane. And unity consciousness is that next step, that when each one of us becomes aware of these things, of how this human organism works, we really do become one. And that one can have an intention of pooling all of these souls that are experiencing in this timeline in a very healthy, nourishing, um, and vitality into a creation of uh, expression of creation. But this is occurring, Alan, on multiple multi-dimensions. So it's just one aspect of ourselves. We have parts of us that are sharing in future selves and you know, in, in all of this network of experience, we are just here to experience infinite consciousness becoming aware of itself, I think. So I, I would say to stop um, stressing on the definition of next, if you actually really come into that nothing, that is the power in which you 
connect to the information of how this whole wishes to experience as one. That's kind of what we, we would like to come into, hopefully. Beautiful. We're getting a lot of good feedback that this is opening people's minds and, you know, actually transforming them as they listen to this. Um, I, I guess we're still waiting for, uh, I don't know who the next speaker is, I think Ben Stewart. But um, the other thing I want to just ask you, because you're here and you're, and you're so, you know, accessible to these realms is that how's, I don't want to ask what will happen, but if everything was to come together in, and each person find their own soul essence, what would the world look like from that ultimate place of being as you see it, you know, as a potential? A potential. Um, I think potentials are limitless, it, limitless potentials. And we tend to look at things as form, as shape, as matter, um, as defined experiences. And we have to remember that our perception is extremely limited because our perception is only being informed what we know. We have to move beyond what we know. We have to, uh, and, and that requires a lot of deaths and rebirths in that process in order to be able to be okay with coming into places of unknown. That is one of the biggest, uh, you know, feats that are that we as humans have to experience is the ability to navigate the unknown by still holding our space. And right now with what's happening in the world, we're being called to really practice that because we're going to need that in the coming years. We're going to be moving through major transition of this entire system, this global system that is, that is employing a lot of parasitic consciousness in order to gain power, in order to, you know, for, mon for mon monetary reasons, um, to control, to brainwash. And so we're becoming aware of those things. It's time to break free from those programs and somehow understand with our intuition and by complete deep connection to this body and our body is informed by the natural laws of the universe of creation when the feminine and masculine come into balance that's when we can create when we become whole we enter a state of neutrality and that neutrality is the state of massive creation ability that's available to the body so we want to go back to that. And that has no shape, no form, no definition. It's hard for us as humans to be able to enter that state. But this is what's next. If we enter that space, what we can create is your wildest dreams. We can create uh, societies and... Sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I totally get that and really enjoy that. And I think what you're saying, when we move into that state of the unknown, of that oneness actually we become the creators of creation. We can't even know at this level what the next step is because we're not there. The future is an unknown, but we, when we're so present, start to be the creators of that with divine thought coming into us, which is where all the great artists and musicians and writers get their thoughts from. You know, it just comes. It just appears, right? Well, when, when you're in that state of neutrality, your intuition is wide open. And the intuition doesn't lie. It doesn't come in from deception. It doesn't come from the ego. The pure, true connection to that intuitive higher self is connected to this Akashic network that I was showing you, which then is intelligence. It has its intelligence in order to thrive, to keep these all the organisms connected, all the human race that is connected to this network now has the ability to thrive and come into wellness and balance. 
And so intuitively we tap into that information, which will allow us to inform our next actions. Right. And, and it's, there was, um, it's mm -hmm. being, what's that? What were you saying? Oh, I think there were some questions. I don't know. If oh, go ahead. Do you want to ask somebody? I just wanted to say about that. The universe is being created every single moment of exactly. our perception. So creativity is a wave of frequency that is the same as what the moment of creation is. And when we tap into the creative process, we're tapping into the flow of now. So yeah, let's answer a few questions and I'll just get a cue from Neo when to wrap up. But someone said, are the hybridization experiences physical or energetic? I would say they're definitely physical because they're taking DNA, but if, of course it's energetic, what would you say? Uh, yes, I think they, they are both actually. What is happening, with, because, it, because we are holograms, what is happening in the, that exoskeleton, that energetic exocrystalline body that has uh, fragments of ourselves, we can experience things through those fragments and very much feel them in our body, or we can experience them in our body and affect other parts of us as well. And so we, we have to understand that the way that we experience these things are both physical and non-physical. When I was removed from my room that that day my body went through the wall and I was wide awake and it felt like I was being broken apart and then brought back together on the other side and so this transcends the physics that we are familiar with you know of matter they are able to move and and move through dimensions in order to affect and this is how the hybridization program also works. They are able to speed up the gestation process in the womb. They are able to remove. And we, we feel pregnant, literally, during those three months. And the same thing with men. Men experience a lot of side effects that are both physical and non-physical. And when they go to the doctor, it's, it's not connecting, you know, what's happening. So these, these are things that are going in and out of those dimensions. Well, so many great things. Did you want to take another question? Because I also wanted to talk about what your doing ongoingly daily to bring people into this awareness you are working very hard Geraldine to keep people in tune with this um creation you're bringing through so did you we can take another question if you see something you want to answer there sure or, well uh right now what we're working on well yeah we can take another question i mean uh, there's a question about if dna stores information yeah, so you can answer that, and then we'll go into what you're doing. So, yeah. Okay. So the question is, if DNA stores information, does receiving a transplanted organ from another human being change the receiver's DNA or perhaps influence the receiver's DNA? Yes, it does. That's actually something that there's a whole study behind that, that when an organ is put in, this is DNA within that organ that has is storing emotions, past experiences, traumas that go down that cyclical ancestral lineage. And so when it's put into the body, there has to be a readjustment period. However, because everything is so interconnected, that organ that's coming into the body is a vibrational match in one way or another to your organism. So there will be a readjustment period, but your body is also... Um, uh, requiring that that experience to become aware of certain parts of yourself too and a lot of times those parts are accessed um there was a lot of experience experiments made on this that are very 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 interesting that have to do with the body assimilating new organs mm -hmm. um, so, so it says about free will um not wanting to be in the program well i i think you answered that to me for me in another interview where you said you were abducted sort of seemingly against your will if you just take it as this dimension there already is but we are so 
vast and multidimensional. So do you want to address the idea of free will and abductions and all that? Absolutely. And so in reality, the abductions are agreements that are made at a point uh, at a point in time where we have less consciousness, less awareness. Okay. Um, and so, and, and, and there's many parts to this. There's the parts of the extraterrestrials that are high vibrational frequency and some that are low vibrational frequency. So you may have experiences in either one of those realms. Now, in, in the subconscious mind, we have made an agreement to experience this. My agreement to be participant of this was something that was made centuries ago within my bloodline. But just by coming into this incarnation in the three-dimensional plane, because in a sense, we are all hybridized. The entire race is hybrids. We are holding a cocktail of DNA within our bodies, which include these extraterrestrial races, which makes us open to those connections. And so when we begin to access the information within the body, we now sometimes often begin to have more of these activated conscious experiences like I had. Mm. So free will plays a role by you becoming aware of how it functions. Nothing can happen to you without your permission. Absolutely nothing. We are never victims. There's always an agreement made at an unconscious point that must come into the present moment. And we must work with those contractual agreements. Contractual agreements are energetic exchanges of information. And so literally they are like cords, threads of information that are feeding and informing our experience. So it's important to become aware of them and start working with them, cutting those cords, destroying those contracts in order to help this spirit through the human experience deprogram from all of those parts. All of these are programs. Even the hybridization program, in my opinion, is a program um, that we can choose to be a part of. On the other side of that, in my opinion, source, infinite consciousness does not require uh, to give out aid to any living being because what unconditional love means is that you allow an organism to experience whatever they need to experience for their soul based on their perception. That's free will. So when anything comes and imposes itself on that soul, um, you know, that that's when we're making agreements in an unconscious sense. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to become aware of those agreements, even if they look like high vibrational frequencies, become aware of what the exchange is. There's always an exchange. Um, so I believe that everything within this dimensional plane, we are either taking on parasitic consciousness or we are in, in sovereignty, becoming aware of this whole organism, deciding to become um, choosing what we're going to experience. Okay, so that's it's, it's a complex topic that you really need to understand the ranges of frequency. These, these extraterrestrials are just manifestations of ranges of frequencies, of archetypes that we are also mirroring. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some other questions here, but wait, if you take your logic and I'm not, and I'm not for or against somebody, someone would say, why are there children starving in Africa or why, you know, are so many people suffering and from your logic and I'm not for or against it would, you would say it's a level of free will. It is absolutely. And the problem is that when we come into the earth, we have this temporary moment where we come in wide awake. But because of the programming, we become disconnected from the higher levels of that consciousness. We are programmed to only look at the physical. We are indoctrinated with religion. The body begin, becomes uh, affected by all of these programs and now no longer has its awareness of its source connection. 
Okay. And so when that happens, we come into lower states of consciousness and where we become a host to all kinds of entities, attachments, and other thought forms that don't belong in this body, that are untrue, the inversions of those pure truths, those divine truths of creation. So we need to reverse them. We need to get really clear about what's real so that we're not adapting those parasitic consciousnesses and then coming into this creative state, which now has the choice of what it creates. So a lot of people in the world that are in a state of unawareness of what's occurring, you know, make the choices to have those experiences. And there are parasitic consciousness that take advantage of that unawareness and act on it. It happens with us, me and you every day. We can be watching television and our, our body is receiving frequencies that is changing, literally transfixing the DNA structure of this body with information. It's encoding programs of fear, of helplessness, of victimism. All of those things are, uh, you can say, are an infringement of your free will, but you chose to sit in front of that television to watch it. Um, so this is where we begin to take back our power and really embody that sovereign being that is necessary at this time. Right. No, I, I totally agree. I had to shut off the news because it was just so negative and fear-based and they're feeding fear. And so do we want to plug into the news? Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And one of the biggest uh, ways of manipulation is through the lower three chakras, because these are the ones that connect us to the physical plane. So if we begin to work with the first three chakras and learning how to control them, you can close them to reset the information. You can disconnect from those cords. If you look at your body on the multidimensional level, you realize that you have all these cords connecting to you and they are feeding information into your every moment. So energetic hygiene is absolutely imperative to sustaining health in the body, not coming into illnesses, diseases, taking on viruses, everything is a vibrational frequency. And if you are a match to those, not the outside happy face, the inside subconscious programming is what will make you a vibrational magnet to those things. And so that's another form of sovereignty and free will that we have to choose what we wish to experience. Energetic hygiene. I think you actually teach a course on that. Yes. That is so important to make us conscious of the most subtle um, vibrations and thinking that we can do. We have to be so present not to project any of these unnecessary patterns that, you know, our whole practice every day is to be in the present. So um, talk about some of the courses you have coming up as far as like the energetic high and the hybridization program and the activation of the higher DNA. Absolutely. So right now I'm hosting 30 days of self-healing challenge every day at 12 p.m. We meet and we work. It's a workshop and Q&A. Um, you guys can register through my website at Seeker Plus, where I also have other courses that I'm hosting, which are a complete in-depth overview of what the multidimensional body is, what it consists of how you're storing information. We look at all the mechanics and the links to how it informs your every moment and your choice. Um, and I also have another program that's called GPAC, which is energetic hygiene, which is grounding, protecting, aligning, creating, which is what we did earlier today. And so that's really becoming aware of how your body functions when you come into awareness, when you're in charge of this body, you then learn how you are co-creating. And we look at the physics of that, 
the psychology of it and how it manifests in the physical. So it's really mm -hmm. important. There's many different aspects to everything. So we have to inform ourselves on all of those. Um, and so you can see my YouTube channel. Sorry. Yeah, post, no, post your links. That's what, can you type it into the chat um, yeah, for everybody? Because I think what someone said about you, and I agree, you are a rising star on the consciousness scene here. So um, this is ongoing information. This is activations of a new awareness. And this is what I love about what you're doing. It's very practical. It's very taking people back to their own emotions, their own emotional patterns, their own ways of even holding their body energetically and trying to let go of a kind of known pattern to wake up to the unknown. So yeah, talk a little bit about some of the deprogramming programs you have. Yeah, so deprogramming is we have to, it's, we have to be brave for that process because you're going to be coming into a state of no identity. The process is to get rid of false identities. We are actually a product of a lot of false ideas and concepts, and we adapt everything that the entertainment industry tells us, that religion tells us, all of these things that are creating our reality um, and even defining even our sexes, right? So we have to work with those programs. And what's connected to that is the emotional charge behind them. So what I do is working with emotional triggers, more importantly, leading them back to the very root cause of when they occurred in the body. And that is where you find where the program was created. So we open up those experiences and we understand them and you uh, equip yourself with the tools on looking at them from different perspectives. You change the emotional charge that was created in that moment. And when you do that, you are literally creating new neural pathways in your brain that the next time you're triggered by that experience, you're now changing the way that you experience. And so little by little, you begin to do that with all of these experiences in your life. And what you'll find is that it's, it's always actually repetitive programs that have been happening. And uh, it's amazing how it takes us out into this false self, ultimately, where we are preserving parts of us that are wounded, the ego, we're preserving and protecting that identity. And so all of these things are, are like a distraction that keep you coming into your highest expression. So what I do is I teach you how to do that. One thing is the concepts of these worlds, but we have to realize the difference between distractions and what's important for this human body is to come into that full awareness in order for it to know how to navigate all this information that we're getting into. Okay. And you should be your biggest channel of information. So, yeah. Right. I mean, what you're giving us is you're not even channeling. You are, you've, merged almost as I see it, with this galactic information if you want to give it a name and so I would say you're not even channeling you are embodying something that all of us have that potential within our DNA and psychic structures to embody so thank you I you worked a little overtime here thank <laughs> you thank you it's not a problem but I want to say you do private sessions as well. And um, your email is info at bayareameditation.com. Yes, that that's right. Is yeah, that so if you want to get a DNA reprogramming with me, you can find me at my website at geraldinarosco.com. And I'd be very happy to work with you. Happy to serve. And upcoming courses. I, I would, um, yeah, I think we should do a, a course together. And, um, yeah. and because... 
it's very amazing sort of, this is sort of cutting edge in a way and um, you presented in such a nice, pleasant way. So th thank, you. thank you so much. I know it's a lot of information. It takes some time to integrate, but it's good for us to see different aspects of what we're doing. So thank you, Alan. It would be a pleasure to work with you. Thank you. Yeah, I, it might be a lot, but I think you're planting seeds of, you know, possibility as people open to this new level of science, because you're also giving a science. So yes, thank you. It's, it's been great. And, and we will definitely do more together. Great. Geraldine Orozco interviewed by Alan Steinfeld. You can check out the actual video of that on our YouTube, just like most of these ones that we've done right now. Um, just during this series, again, we're in a series of all the interviews that we just did at an event. Again, this is all evergreen. All this content will help you always. Of course, there'll be some things about the moment what's happening right now, but we're really designing this channel for empowerment and information that's timeless, you know, like um, truth about ancient history, truth about the hybridization program that Geraldine just spoke about. And I've actually done a few events with Geraldine back in 2020, and we're going to continue doing some events together and announcing now you guys are the first to actually hear this. You know, we did a conference this year called the Watkins online conference. It was a three day event. It was pretty epic. And like we had a, quite a lot of people sign up and it was the first ever conference on Watkins. And that's on our website right now. YouTube will probably have it soon. And we'll also probably launch some interviews on this podcast here. But that whole entire concept really led me to think, what other kind of events can we do that are really fine tuned and delving into specific subjects on a level that needs to be delved into so we can really figure out what's going on here. And one of these things is the hybrid program. So now in June, on June 19th and 20th, we're doing the first ever two-day online hybrid conference, a conference on the hybridization program with hybrids, researchers. It's going to, Mary Rodwell will be there, Geraldine Orozco, Barbara Lamb. So that's an event to look forward to. Uh, it's going to be mid-year 2021. If you're listening to this later, then you can always go and watch the replay or it might even be for free on our, our YouTube right now. So I'm excited about that. Thank you all so much for joining me today. This has been beautiful. I love Alan and Geraldine, such good energy. And Alan definitely is, you're going to be hearing Alan a lot on this channel. And I'll bring him on here for a couple of live interviews as well, um, just so we can have conversations and talk about some upcoming events. So stay tuned for a lot from Alan and you can check him out on New Realities. If you want to support us, go to our Patreon. You can sign up there for exclusive bonuses, Portal to Ascension Patreon. Also, Facebook, Portal to Ascension, YouTube, Portal to Ascension. And on Instagram, you can follow me directly at MC underscore resonance. That's MC underscore resonance on Instagram. Now we're going to get into the spoken word poetry experience for the day. And today's artist is Melanie Rose Maxwell. And I met her for the first time at the Conscious Open Mic in January 2021. She was one of the individuals that responded to the email about it and said, I want to be on it. And I really loved her poetry. So I'm excited to bring her on here and feature her on this podcast. So thank you all. Love you all. Introducing Melanie. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's been hard this year not getting to gather in person. So this is really special that you're doing this. Thank you so much. So um, I also do poetry, um, like the hosts, apparently, which I didn't know. That's so great to hear your words. And also, the last song was awesome. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to do a poem.
I walk the path of the rose. I'm not the one who knows, but we've all got wisdom to share. That is just how it goes. We all are here to grow. We all have seeds to sow and we are in this together. That is what we need to know. We're in the times, we're in the throes of our passion. There is ill-hearted fashion when our status is satiated. We've got to do something or else we've got to do a little less, depending on if we are living in deficiency or excess, digging and digging, not caring about the next generation's welfare or their family's success. I mean, how many times are we torn down to nothingness to recirculate, recircle, recirculate, recircle, and time dissolves and the health is the wealth and the key to the family's longevity to deal with the strangeness throughout all of these changes deranged, not loving where the pain is. Maintain this entertaining game, but it's taken all the focus and it's not worth the drain. I want to open my eyes and realize, honor that everyone is living different times for reality has never been a thin straight line. It dips and its steps are forever intertwined. We're standing at the crossroads of infinite time. We walk the paths while the cycles turn circles in the mind where every choice is up to you and nothing is a lie and violation of your own truth is the only crime. For one's blasphemy may be another's salvation. Realities we play today, partially our creation and within the diversity within the inner nations, we must look to ourselves to find the laws that we will sanction. For we've given many lifetimes to develop and grow and the knowledge is ours when we remember that we know. So when you open up the archives and tap into the flow, the information of the universal wisdom is your own so even though sometimes my patient slips and I forget a sign comes through to assist and help me get my grip a satellite of divine love I may have even sent that recirculates embodied in a mirror image glimpse and it reminds me to remember those that help me are my kin I'm blessed with these friends this feeling never ends even if it's on a downslope it always swings up again if I do not believe the distractions can deceive me I get to make the choice if I buy in or let them leave me my mind and soul entwined. If I am not aligned, I cannot do the job to which the earth I was assigned. So please lend your help so that I can too help you or step to your own path and let me do what I must do. But even if two moments are all that we exchange, we each pass on a message and for that our lives are changed. So even though it's true, healing starts within. Efforts to show love can help a friend's healing begin. Cause me, I need to know that while mine own waters flow, there are rivers with like mine. And when combined, our currents grow to show we need not wait for clouds and pearly gates. Tap into the source and let transcendence in today. These are the things that show me will be okay. Despite what fears outside and fears inside can tend to say, I can only relay my heart and to pay respects to your way and say that love need not delay. <laughs>